0: It's Mental Health Awareness Week and the theme this year is body image. As well as being a driving force behind our I Am Whole campaign, YMCA also run the Be Real campaign. The Be Real campaign aims to change attitudes to body image and build a body-confident nation. So for Mental Health Awareness Week, we thought it'd bring these amazing YMCA campaigns together for two special episodes of the Whole Truth podcast. Here's the second one with Be Real ambassador Nicole Moses. Enjoy! The whole truth podcast here I, I, I want to say that uh, this 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 podcast is with fantastic Nicole Moses um, who's here now uh, you are a i say a body positive ac- body positivity activist is that what you say
2: um, I probably would say I'm more of a body confidence activist because i 'm still on my journey to finding body positivity right right of course yeah.
0: okay yeah <laughs> um, and uh, yeah you, you you talk about body size self esteem and um, yeah you, you have a, a, quite a good following online and I'm, I'm very happy to be sitting in front of you uh, thank you it's my a name pleasure is Jordan Stevens. we're uh, doing this whole truth podcast for a little bit now um, and all of this is birthed basically from my own journey as well my own search I love talking to people because I'm trying to figure everything out you know um, and uh, yeah we. I, I think what I want what I like to do with, with the podcast is create a space where just little moments or, or um openness is 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 provided on this platform in a way that listeners can hear and feel a sense of relativity or not feel alone, you know. The whole idea of whole is a circle. Yeah. Um, not a perfect circle, mm-hmm. an <laughs> imperfect circle. Uh, yeah, I, I, it surprises me. I think, I think, I, I think we always underestimate what our honesty can can do yeah, for people. Um Means a lot to me as well. Um, body image. Uh, I, I'm sure we'll we'll get on to discuss each of our own little ideas or, or where it all started for us. But um, yeah, I myself have I actually. Struggled with that um, from a different perspective, um, but yeah, I'm so I'm, I'm genuinely um, I really want to hear your story. So, the first question I got for you is, is how you became involved with um, body confidence.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, if I go from the very beginning, I would say 2015. I think I was probably at my heaviest, right, and. Um, I lacked a lot of confidence. And what do you what do you mean by heaviest? Um, in in weight, right? So I weighed the most like I've ever been. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I don't know. Maybe I did last year, but yeah, we'll get to that. No, I feel what you're So um, <laughs> so I weighed the most in two thousand fifteen. I started wearing leggings a lot, baggy right. tops and whatnot, and um, I just wasn't confident. And everyone mm. thought I've got a big personality. I'm really confident and really bubbly, but I hid it very well. And it got to the end of the year, and I thought I need to do something about this. So I found um an event called Miss Curvaceous and I saw that they did a body confidence workshop and I thought, oh, this is cool. And um, so I went up to Birmingham, didn't know anybody, stayed in the hotel on my own, went to this event, got a lot from it and then it turned out to be a modelling competition at the same time. Wow. Yeah. So I thought, oh, this is different. So um, I had all black on, had stilettos, did a little catwalk, and I was loving it. I yeah. love that environment. I love that the girls kind of shared their experiences about lack of body uh, body positivity, lack of confidence, and how they kind of overcome that. Mm-hmm. And it kind of started from there. Really, I started to follow people on Instagram, um, started to look for women who women I can basically affiliate with and you know resonate with and whatnot. And then I started um, doing um, photo shoots, enter the beauty pageant. I know. Everyone's like, Wow, no, no, no at Um I entered a beauty pageant, a plus size beauty pageant, and um I think that's what really helped me. Um so I met a lot of women who were basically on the journey to finding themselves, learning to love themselves and we obviously the main goal of that is to win and yeah. get a crown. Yeah. But it was more about just Getting to know yourself, meeting other women like yourself, finding yourself. And we were all on this journey together. So even though we were all competing, we went to seven different events. We learned about how to love your body and everything like that. And Mm. at the same time, it was helping me show how I... Have overcome or can overcome um, my body issues so I had to do speeches, events, appearances, all of my sash and everything like that mm. and it was really really good so I did that for about um, until July 2016 and then 2017 I did another pageant and then since then I've just been doing modelling and now I've become an influencer um, and throughout those years I've been up and down with my image um, body image um, issues, body confidence has been up and down. This year um I probably have gone backwards a little bit in terms of my confidence in terms of the last three months. But now I'm kind of getting back to where I was. Um, but it's been a crazy journey because modelling, although it's 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 got the positive connotations, negative, uh, pos- um, negative connotations attached to it, it helped me. So doing photo shoots, doing catwalks was like a therapy for me. So being on that stage, as much as it's frightening, I loved it. I got like such a buzz from it. Yeah. People were cheering me on and it made me feel good that I can stand there in my skin and be like, you know what? I'm proud of myself. I'm doing this for you. I'm doing it for the petite plus size women. Yeah. And it just makes me feel really, really good. But out of it, there's other things that you can do. And it involves, you know, talking about your experiences and how you've come to this place. Yeah. So it's, it's been um, an interesting, interesting journey to me
0: yeah, no, totally. yeah I love that story and I think what, 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 what I can't help but feel is that um, feeling of maybe acceptance or, or mm. you know just even applause in that context yeah. what, what do you what, what was it in life or society or your environment that that would have led to you feeling like you weren't receiving applause
2: mm.
0: do you know what I mean
2: yeah that's a very interesting question um 2015, what happened that year? I can't even remember now. I work in social care, so it's very stressful anyway. Right. Um, So there was that. Oh, yes, I remember now. Here we go. So um, that year was very stressful at work. And I think at the beginning of the year, I started to binge um, on McDonald's. Right. So I would say I had an addiction for a good year, maybe. And I would literally go from one McDonald's to the next because I would have finished it, really enjoyed it wanted more and brought some more, wow. gone home, had some more dinner. And then I'll do that maybe once or twice a week. Um, and that's where the weight gain started. But it was more comfort eating rather than, oh, yeah, this is really nice. And then it got to a point where I thought, gosh, what am I doing? Yeah. Um, and by then I had really put on a lot of weight and not realized I did. Um, it was only when I put on certain clothes, looked at pictures Um, And I'm from a Caribbean background. I'm half Dominican, half Jamaican. And Mm. in the Caribbean, you can either be praised for being big or you can be scrutinized and whatnot for your being for being your size. But um, unfortunately, my dad's side of the family, they kind of. Well, it's kind of a bit of both on both sides. But there's always those key um, relatives who always have something to say. Yeah. And I just had enough, you know. And I thought, you know, rather than me thinking, well, I need to lose all the weight, I'm going to try and find a way to love myself the way I am. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm sick and tired of being called fat or you need to lose some weight or you looked good when...
1: You know, and it's
2: like, I've had enough of this. But what, what, and and who has the right to say that? I know, I know. But it's something I have to put up with. I've put up with it since I was a young child, from the time I started puberty up until now. And now I've got to the age where I can actually answer back. Obviously not in a rude way, but I try and answer back. And It's not just me sticking up for myself, but it's for others as well, because a lot of people I take pictures with, sometimes someone might make a comment and say, oh, wow, yeah, she's a big girl. But I say, actually, but she's confident and happy with how she is.
0: Right, which is another reason why social media is big on the agenda. Um, You mentioned comfort eating. Mm. Uh, I think, you know, I think a lot of people will understand that urge, that desire, um... It really is. Uh, it's like I don't know. I I get it. <laughs> mm, yeah. Um. And that feels as like there's that, that's quite a a big link between mental health and body image. Yeah, it um, is. So I mean, do, do you do you have any more thoughts on that? Is that like a is that a, um, is that is it, for you? Is it is it that is it that simple that actually uh, uh, say a um, a struggling uh, struggling with your mental health can Often,
2: I I think so. Yeah. Um, I think the food, food is a big part of my life. I love food. I've even made a new page on Instagram about <laughs> with yeah, food on yeah, it. Yeah. So um, I think it's a big thing for me because I would eat when I'm not hungry. And back then I would just eat and eat for the sake of it. And, and was, I secret secretly as well. Right. Yeah, stress.
0: And that's from stress from your work as a yeah. social carer.
2: Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say it was just down to that. Sometimes it would be down to boredom. Right. You know, um, and even though sometimes you've got people in your life who you can rely on, sometimes you can still feel alone. So I would replace all of those things and all those feelings with food. Right. You know, um, and then was a time a couple of years prior to that, I was making myself sick, thinking I can make myself smaller. Oh, no. Um, and I've never really actually spoken to anyone about that. Um, and it's only until maybe the last year and a half. Um, obviously, I know it's an eating disorder and, uh, you know, things like that, but... I think it's the denial element that yeah. I've kind of thought. Oh yeah, it's not. It's not. It's not mental health. It's just something that you 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 deal with. But a lot of the time, there's a label to everything. But I think I've always kind of tried to stay away from the labels because it scary. I didn't want to. Yeah, because it scares you. Um, and my mum suffers with mental health as well, so I think I've always had to try and be a strong person to be her carer. So there's that element of it as well. But plus, I'm dealing with my own side of things, and then I've got my job. That's a lot. Yeah, so it's a lot of things, but. I've been, I've been able to kind of be resilient and, and deal with them, but um, it's just taken a lot of time to kind of get to this place where I've realised, actually, this is what was going on.
0: And then since then, with that wondrous applause and, and feeling of not being isolated... Did you feel was yeah. that, you feel more connected?
2: Yeah, I felt really connected to people. And also I changed who I hang around with. So uh-huh. I was around people who are like minded like myself, full of energy, full nice. of life. Um, women who I found that I was inspired by. Right, And then I started to inspire others. And that's what made me think I can't stop doing what I'm doing. doing I have to yeah. keep doing it.
0: That's such a powerful so, thing to do. Yeah. I think that's what we're here to do. Um, so and, so what, what would you say would be like the tent poles of, of since that point, since discovering that community, Would you say uh, mental health has improved? Would you say that um, you... Do you have coping mechanisms now that have come out of that experience?
2: Um, I think so. Um, I think the one thing I've learned is that you're not on your own and that people can see through you. Mm. Um, Because a lot of the time, I might not know that I'm not okay, but my friend might notice. Right, And it's like, oh, you know. And then just recently, um, one of my friends said you have to check on your strong friends. Yeah. And then she asked me how I was. Yeah, and I said, actually, I'm not thing. okay. And I was like, what makes you think I'm a strong friend? And then she said, oh, because of how I come across, how I act. And for some reason, she kind of sensed that something wasn't okay. So I said, no, actually, for the past few months, I haven't been okay. I've been on the journey again. And it was nice that someone actually recognized that because other people who I'm really close to have no idea, have no idea still that I was going through whatever I was going through this year, um, they may have not a snippet that, okay, yeah, you're not okay, but you're moving on. Yeah. But it's having that deep conversation with that one person that can really make you wake up and realise that actually you're going through something they may have experienced and actually you do need to speak to someone about it, yeah, not just bottle it up, which is what I do a lot of the time right. because I'm seen as that strong friend, I guess. It's the toughest position to yeah. be in. I've
0: definitely been in that position.
2: Yeah. Um, but but to answer the question, I, I, I would say making sure that I surround myself with those people on just very often. Um, So I try and make sure that I see the same people in rotation. So there could be maybe four friends who I might see maybe um, that one month or the next month or every two months. And actually, even though I've only met them in the last two, three years, we're really close, and because we've met in that community, we've got that connection. We kind of have to stay in contact, to yeah. keep each other buzzing. It's great. And it's really, really nice. And sometimes it might just be to meet up, have a chat, or have have a drink, eat, obviously, yeah. <laughs> um, or just find an event to go to. So we try and find a lot of um, body positive events, a lot of self love events. Um, and one of my friends from uni as well, she's on the journey um, as well, and we try and find a lot of things that we can do together because. It's not just about helping yourself, it's about helping each other. So we try and do a lot of that. So yeah. we try and keep ourselves busy. I think that's the, main, the number one thing, really. Keeping yourself busy? Yeah.
0: What, um, if you don't mind me asking, what, mm-hmm. what, what, what happened three months ago?
2: Um, so there's been a lot going on in my social life with friends, drama, all of that sort of thing. Um, and then I think it came into the, I went to a couple of events um, that were very much anti- the whole new year new me thing um so i kind of i can't remember what i was saying now so i i kind of made like this really long post about um new year um same me but i've still got goals at the same time right so um it came to like the beginning of the year and i was like yes i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that i had everything planned um i've got a body confidence page that i've been trying to work on for the last two years and it it hasn't kicked off. So I was like, yes, I'm going to do that this year. Mm. Um, so I had everything in place. I had my goal set. And, um, I think just after t- the the days went by weeks went by and I thought, you know what? I can't do this. I can't try and be this big bubbly person all the time. I need to have time for myself. I need yeah. to switch off. I was taking on a lot of other people's issues and it, it broke me down. Mm. Um, and, I then started to go to, um, I went to retreat. It was a day retreat. Yeah. Um, so I started to get into meditation, um, yoga, crystals, Amazing. sound healing, um, yes. sound baths, all of that. Um, so that's now my thing this year. Um, so I've got like loads of new crystals. I've been to um, Mindful Living events. Wicked. So I've got, gone to all these events now to try and get myself back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And it was literally just taking time away from from situations and being away from certain people. And I think a lot of the time it's the energy around you that can have a massive impact on how you deal with things. Mm. So I've had to just I think the whole of January I kind of distanced myself um, from a lot of people. um, And then I tried to go out maybe every two weeks, every three weeks or if there was something going on, I'll be there. But in terms of in the week, I just wanted me time. Right. So I had to really just learn to switch off. Oh yeah, massively. That's interesting. Yeah.
0: So this, so what you're explaining, your own journey, Mm -hmm. and your the feeling, almost like a calling to to share Mm. your knowledge, which I think is really admirable and and like more than admirable, inspiring. Um, Thank you. Is that what drew you to the Be Real campaign?
2: The reason why I did join the Be Real campaign because I think, what year was that then? So 2017, maybe? Um, yes, I was on holiday actually. Nice. Um, 2017, um, no, it wasn't. Yes, it was 2017. I don't think I'm worry about the year. <laughs> I don't think. But it just helps you remember things, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Um, so that's when I decided to join the Be Real campaign. At the time, um, I didn't feel like there was anything. Going on, there wasn't any campaigns about um, body confidence, body positivity. There was like things going on with Dove and other little, you of know, course, brands and things right. like that, but it wasn't accessible. Um, so I joined a B roll campaign because I wanted to be part of something that was basically what I believed in, mm. um, and then I did my own little body confidence Instagram page as well for myself. Right. Um, so it started with that, really, um, and then amongst that, and obviously prior to that, I was following bloggers and things like that on social media right. um, who inspired me um, I think the number one person I have to obviously give credit to is Kat Henry um, right. she is a very close friend of mine, my pageant sister my model sister Dope. and she is one of the first people that I followed on Instagram in 2015 when I had my little relapse and um, it was her that inspired me to do the modelling, the pageants everything like that and she has been doing Everything she can possibly do to try and, you know, promote the fact that you can be who you are in the skin you are, the size you are. Um, she's done on the, the Naked Truth mm. on BBC. Um, she's been on Good Morning. Is it even called that anymore? It's not, is it? It's called This Morning. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and she's done um, big pageants like UK Galaxy. She's also one of the finalists for um, Miss Great Britain. Right. Um, and she's wow. the second plus size model, to, um, plus size woman to actually enter. So she's done a lot. So Cat Henry's my number one go to um, my um, other friend uh, Alexia. She is also um, a blogger, fashion blogger on so on social media. Um, again, she has a lot of every. All her captions will capture you. She talks about body positivity, self love, her journey.
0: Do these, do, they, do these? Are these all uh, plus size? body Yeah. Confidence? Yeah. Do, do, are there other are influencers and accounts that that um, take into? Like in, that include maybe like anorexia or people who struggle sort of um, in the other the, in the other way.
2: I think some of well, them not, do. Not but struggle, but, you know, yeah, I say, think I, have, I think some do because a lot of people have come from that place or they've struck, struggled with bulimia. Yeah, um, and a lot of the time people assume that you can't be plus size and have bulimia because you're big. Oh, you know, right. um, but there are other women that I have followed um, like body um, Megan. Body positive panda, right. and obviously Michelle um, Salman, who's going to be coming in um, to talk after me. Yeah. Um, and you know there, there are a lot of women out there, and there's a lot of men as well. But I find that there's not many men that talk right. about body positivity, b- body confidence. A lot of them are American. I think um, I
0: think that's something I I'd yeah. really want to get into a little bit. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think actually for men it's increasing the mm-hmm. the, the, the um. an unrealistic body type. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I myself, I I'd had like a, I'd say a, quite a brief, but really quite bad um, bout maybe of, of body dysmorphia. Mm. Uh, and it's, I think with guys, it's often disguised because it can be an obsession with being in shape.
1: You know mm, yeah. I know
0: obviously that can happen for women as well yeah. um i've got a few friends of mine who get into the idea of lean muscle and and, oh, yeah. and a, like mm. like dangerously like just muscle it, it kind of freaks me out i don't in love with singer yeah, but I wanna get richer life bag of lemons. no wonder 'm bitter do you think that the the standards are changing for male or female beauty? Do you think there will be? A shift? Do you think that, yeah, like, you feel um, less? Uh, I mean, have you ever? Do you ever? Have you felt attacked by the, by the beauty standard in a way? Is that initially what what led to you feeling as though you were? He- I mean, you used the term heavy. Yeah. Know,
2: like, um.
0: Like, where does that come from? You know. Very interesting question.
2: So I think at the moment, I think I'm seeing a shift. Although um, I did have like a a mishap with someone on social media a while back um because they disagreed um, right. but i think at the moment there's a lot of diversity in in media in general mm. in terms of um who's being in campaigns who um is on the catwalk well when i say catwalk i mean like localized ones
1: okay.
2: um who is you know taking part in um a body confidence event or Um, who is at just any event in general who is promoting clothing there's a lot of shift in that sense however um, there are clothing brands that will use. Uh, let's just talk about women's brands, for example. There are a lot of brands now who will probably have a. They will try and use someone from every ethnicity, right? To kind of tick that box and say, "Oh yes, we've got a black woman, yeah, we've like got quotes, an Asian yeah. lady, and whatnot." Yeah, mm. and now they're maybe trying to have a transgender person, someone with a physical disability that is visible, um, like and, a, look, plus size, yeah, and a plus size. Yeah, and a plus size model. But a lot of people will complain and say, well, actually, the one person who is plus size could be a 14 and, or an 18. However, you will have women who are larger and they'll say, but where are the size 22s and the 26s? But they are now, you know, becoming part of that mainstream. So you've got um, women like Inan, um, who has just um, done a massive shoot with Universal Standard and she is doing massively great like
0: things but there was some kind of the, the backlash was as, as much as being inclusive mm-hmm. it's important to to not overlook the, the health yeah. the implications yeah. of of, of well, how do you feel about that
2: that winds me up a lot because whenever someone sees a plus size woman, um, or just anyone that's on either on a larger scale or the smaller scale, they say either you're promoting obesity or right. you're promoting not eating at all. And it's like, you know, what is acceptable? We're trying to show that, you know, this is who we are, we're happy at this size and we're actually trying to inspire other women who are like us to feel good.
0: Right. And you people know, are saying you're yeah, not Yeah,
2: they're saying that we're promoting obesity. Right. You know, oh, how can you how can you do something like that? You know, you should be showing us that you're working out, that you're eating right. But we're showing you that we're happy with the Mm. way we look. And even if we're not happy, we're still doing what we can, because at the end of the day, we can only inspire ourselves and push ourselves to do something. Yeah. So I think in the media, you're always going to see what is the average and what is what people out there cast as a norm. Um, You know, it's always going to be in our face. And that's why I don't follow a lot of a lot of accounts on Instagram because I don't want to compare myself yeah. to certain people. So I try and follow people that are like me or people that I can aspire to, um, or that I'm inspired by. But you're going to have that on on Instagram. You're going to have that on Facebook. There's going to be groups. There's always going to be someone who thinks that they're better than you are. And you know, um, the best thing to do is to trust make sure that you can't you don't feel any less than that person. And, you know, with things on TV, we can't help what what's put out there because that's just their way of doing things.
0: Because I, I, you know, I struggle a lot with my, with my mental health thing, as everyone mm. does. I, I have got so much better at managing it, mm. specifically to my situation. And I found that one thing that really helps me is imagining myself as a kid, you know. Mm. So, like situations that we were talking about before about being hard on yourself Yeah, you know if I think like oh you know um, I, I had this idea and someone said they didn't like it
2: mm.
0: and then in my head I go oh my god that means that all your ideas are rubbish like no one's ever gonna you know like, yeah. like no one's ever gonna fuck you again like that, oh, I'm gonna say. <laughs> uh, no, no, you know what I mean like no one's going to listen to what else you've got to say like you didn't have any good you know all yeah. those, that self doubt yeah. and then you, you sometimes you just buy into it you mm-hmm. know you buy into mm-hmm. that inadequacy but then I try and take myself out of it and go like oh man if my kid walked in and was like yo someone's just did that my idea mm-hmm. I'd be like it doesn't you know there's not a thing to worry about um, you're great you have many more ideas and you're yeah. all going to achieve them
2: yeah
0: if you were to take into if you were to consider your laziness something that you, I don't know if it troubles. Uh, like I don't know if it troubles you. It might not. Hmm. If it does, what would you say to yourself mm. as a kid? You know what I mean, as a kid.
2: Yeah, I think lazy makes me sound really lazy. So I'm <laughs> going to say I'm going to say comfortable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, you can get really, really comfortable in a situation and get really comfortable in a certain routine and yeah. um, which is also
0: important. Routine. Yeah,
2: yeah. But um, what would I say? Hmm. I think the number one thing would be to um, get out of your comfort comfort zone because a lot of the time if you stay in that comfort zone, you're not going to get anywhere else. You're going to stay stuck um, and you're going to need to branch out and do other things. Um, But if it had to be about like, you know, what would I tell my younger self about body image is to don't listen to other people about yeah. what they say about your image. You know, you have your own rights, you have your own voice and make sure that you do what makes you happy at that given time. Do what you enjoy. As long as you're making a sensible and healthy decision, do it, you know. Um, but also forgive yourself. Yeah. Um, if you do something that you I feel, feel is like really, I said that.
0: I <laughs> saw you. I, saw, I feel like when you said that last bit about making the sensitive decision, you, you suddenly remember like a decision you'd made like two yeah, days ago. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I always do that. I always do that. Yeah, but listen, we can't be. We can't be. But, listen, we have our own standards, but like we're not. I'm not for a second going to be able yeah. to uphold like, them all the time. Yeah,
2: it's true. Um,
0: so you're saying, but also forgive yourself, of course. Yeah, of course. Yeah. That's and that is the important thing. As long as it encourages. <laughs> Growth.
2: Yeah, completely.
0: I suppose. Um, do you think that... Um,
2: and also, yeah. give yourself time to heal.
0: Right. Em- elaborate. Yeah,
2: because I find that... So, for example, um, going, looking at all the goals that I tried to set myself and just saying, oh, yes, one month I'm going to go on a retreat. The next month I'm going to be okay. I have to remember that it's a process. And um, one of my friends, Tanisha, um, Tanisha Pascal's got a new blog. Mm, Um, She, (laughs) yeah, she, um, we kind of had a conversation about body image and whatnot. And she said that people are always talking about finding themselves and, you know, being on the journey of self-love. So she said, it's about maintaining your happiness. And I thought, yes, that's a good way of putting it. Because actually, you already love yourself. But, well, in my case, I do. Um, But because... I have that confidence lost sometimes. I'm trying to maintain my happiness. And during that time of maintenance, that's your time of healing. So you're still processing things. You're still learning things. You're still trying to do things that helps you grow. So it's just making sure that you continue to do something and don't just think that, yep, I'm going to reach that level of confidence. That's it. I don't need to do anything anything else. I don't need to do any more work. You have to give yourself that time. Yeah. Do
0: you feel as though you've made headway into... Um Approaching the root of why You were drawn to comfort eating in the first place
2: um, I think so I think so On like yeah. an emotional level Yeah Um, There's been a lot gone on over the years Um, Just being a woman in general Life, boyfriend, work mm-hmm. Studying, all of that sort of thing Um, And you can be pulled from pillar to post And caught up in so many different situations With friends, whoever, whatever it is um, but it's just making sure that you don't lose yourself in all of it, and that's something I've learned in the last few months. And even speaking to a friend recently, don't lose yourself in a situation because you can get so drawn into something, you don't know who you are at the end of it. Right. You feel broken. You feel lost. And the only person that can get you out is yourself.
0: Have you are you aware of um, any celebrities that are mm. kind of positive or negative in this world? I know Jamila mm. Jamil, who I a friend of mine who I love she's mm. stepped up with this thing i way yeah you seen that yeah
2: Into yeah,
0: it? yeah. it's quite an important space she's she's kind of um pushed against what was it kardashians and yeah. slimming pills yeah.
2: yeah
0: what's the vibe there like do, do you think they have a duty to be honest <laughs> about editing their photos do you mm. think that maybe even social media companies have a duty of care to 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 stop those Images being seen by young people, yeah. or, you know? Like, if you think, if you think how much they're on censoring like,
1: nipples I reckon they
0: should maybe expand a little to... I think so. ...to heavily edited
2: yeah. images. I think it's good when people do tell us um, that they're editing pictures. Um, I mean, I've seen a lot of people that don't actually have any edits in their pictures. Um, Felicity doesn't edit much of her pictures if she takes them herself, or if it's a photo shoot, then it's different. Mm. You can't really control what the photographer does unless... It's one of those um photo shoots that maybe you're paying for or funding you can maybe say actually, I want it unedited um but um you've got models like Sonny Turner who likes to do pictures that say Instagram versus reality mm. and I quite like that because it just makes people remember actually there is a real person behind that 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 stage picture, you know um and it's really important um. That, that is out there and that's why I, I signed the Be Real campaign pledge um, last year and I got quite a few people to join as well and sign up because it's it's making sure that you're putting out there your real self. And that's not just about, you know, editing and things like that. It's just be, about being you and being honest and being real and open and things like that. But yeah. Even my own pictures, some of them, they could be edited or some, if I have a photo shoot and some of them aren't and also it depends on the lighting sometimes you can have a really bright light that can make you look edited and you're not but a lot of them I will take myself and I don't I don't have editing equipment but I might use like the odd little brightener on um, Instagram or sharpen it and things like that mm. um, but I try and be as authentic as I can possibly be and even in my stories I think people might catch me in my stories a lot of time with my head scarf on and no makeup and stuff like that so um, ideal. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So I like the fact that you can be yourself. I, you can be real. Um, in terms of celebrities, I think there's a lot of them out there that are doing it. Um, however, I think it's more of the influencers on Instagram that have taken that on now. So people are kind of, I would say, less looking up to celebrities than looking up to influencers. Interesting. Yeah. Um, real
1: people. You can yeah. argue. <laughs>
0: alright Nicole (laughs) right now yeah Mm -hmm. if you have an opportunity to say anything to to parents of boy or girl Mm -hmm. who at a young age is just experiencing their own body what are you saying to that parent about what just go just go for it the parent has a responsibility in that moment to, to look after the child so what do you say to that parent
2: Um, First of all, speak to your child and find out how they feel in general, because a lot of the time it is a general feeling that can have an impact on how that child might treat themselves, how they might view their body, how they will treat their body and also what they eat. Just make sure that you tap into their mind, because a lot of the time you can change change how you, you think, you can change your individual power based on your own mindset. So if they can speak to their children about their feelings, it's always a good place to start. If they see that their child is putting on weight or they might be acting in a a way that doesn't seem the norm for them, ask them why, speak to them. Mm. But don't do it in front of people. Don't embarrass them. You know, make sure that you're asking questions in a direct way, but not in a way that makes them feel uncomfortable to answer. Because you can ask a child something. They might just say, you know, whatever. Yeah. And just leave it like that. And you'll never know what's going on. But just give them time. And if it means trying to do things with them, to try and speak to them, do that. Find out what they enjoy. Make sure that you're doing it because they want to do it and not because you're forcing them to do it. Um, That's another important thing. And if you do want your child to exercise, do something with them that is active. Don't let them know that actually I'm doing this for you because... You're, you're, you're chubby, that's the term that you use when you're that age um, but just ask them if there's anything they want to do Yeah. and if you see other people comment about your child, let them know that you're sticking up for them. Be on their side. Yeah don't join in. I've got a younger cousin who um, she's 13 now um, when she was probably eight um, she was being sick a lot after eating and it wasn't that she was, I don't know she was putting her hands down her throat But it got to a point where she was doing it so often she'll just throw up. And when I actually asked her, I said to her, why do you do this? She said, it's because I don't want to be fat. I said, well, who mentioned this to you? She said, well, her grandma said it about her mum. So it made me realise that actually... Your, it's not necessarily just your children it's your grandchildren all the kids that are around you are listening to what you're saying to somebody else and that can have a massive knock-on effect to how they think about themselves so it's just making sure that you're careful about who you're speaking to who you're saying it around and if there are children make sure that you're sending them the right message because that message can be stuck with them for life and they can continue to believe in that until they find themselves
0: Yo, Nicole powerful AF right there mm. thank you so much for speaking to me I really appreciate it the that's little, fine the Be Real campaign is incredibly important. It is. And um, thank you for spreading your knowledge and message and continuing to, yeah, just, you, you have an outlook of, of wanting to, to, to grow and uh, that's really inspiring. Uh, I'm sure I'll see you again.
2: Yeah, I hope so. Love. And thanks for having me.
0: No, my pleasure. <laughs> find out more about YMCA and the Be Real campaign at berealcampaign.co.uk. On the website, you'll find loads of amazing information and resources And make sure you join the campaign this Mental Health Awareness Week by following Be Real approved people like Nicole Moses. That way, your social channels will be a source of inspiration rather than irritation. Freshen up those timelines, yo.
1: Hold up, what was that? I would buy Spirit Studios.